the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. This weekend, what am I going to be doing? I'm going to be doing a little bit of homework for... What am I doing homework for? Uh, for the show. I'm going to go see a movie. I own shares at Disney. I've told you it's a great company that you can invest in and hold. Consult a broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. Um, I think Disney, what they have, and again, just learn to think this way, and you'll never, ever say Wall Street is rigged or it's a roller coaster. Now, sometimes it feels like a roller coaster. If you look at Chipotle's earnings and, and story, they, they, they've, they've kind of been reborn. I'll talk about Chipotle in a second. And that was a roller coaster going 700 to 300, 700, 300. Uh, but we'll talk about that. A 1.2 gigabyte torrent of Avengers Endgame recorded in a Chinese theater has found its way online. Uh, Disney spent a lot of money on that. And how do we, they have a little intellectual property? You know, to me, you see something like, and I'm just all over the place today. I'm a mess. I'm sorry. When you see something like Disney and Avengers, you know, it's not going to stop at the movie. It's going to be in their theme parks. There's going to be rides named after it. There's going to be dolls and Halloween costumes. Do you know how much Disney makes every year selling princess outfits? It's nauseating. So you can go get a... uh, You can go steal a movie. Eh, It's not my thing. So with that out there, Disney's kept this one in a shroud of mystery. From what I've heard, the reviews are amazing. And that's tough to say because... Isn't it just a superhero film? Some people will uh, throw their nose up against superheroes, right? This is so big. There's a crossover today with Fortnite. Fortnite, the biggest thing in video games in the last three years. Disney Avengers can be the biggest movie ever, maybe. It's opening, probably not going to be slowed. Terribly by the pirating. Tor- torrent Freak. Do you know what a torrent is? Uh, I know one of the guys that came up with uh, BitTorrent, uh, and he's not a good person. Uh, gets on a lot of dating sites and uh, brags about it. <laughs> the problem is he's got a wife and kids. Brags about it. He's got a thing. Uh, and I'm not going to give his name because I don't want to get sued. He's got a thing. His, his shtick with women is, I can juggle. Do you want to see me juggle? I can teach you to juggle. I guess that's a pretty good shtick. But uh, neither here nor there. So back to the movie. Disney has faced piracy issues before. And this tells you a little about the whole Trump-China trade war thing. Disney is begging and Marvel's begging, don't spoil the end game. And the directors of the movie have gone out of their way to say, please don't spoil the, the movie. We live in a world where it's going to be tough not to get spoiled. So you want to get in and see it fast, maybe, is the idea. Current forecasts have the movie opening in the range of 750 to 950 million. It's going to be the fastest film to ever hit a billion dollars. The film opened in 25 international markets. It already has hauled in 169 million, with a whopping 107 million coming from China. Now, 
As if that isn't great enough news, it'll be exclusive on Disney Plus this time next year, right? Uh, so, Fortnite has already had one tie-in with uh, Avengers movie. Now they're doing a second one. And this one's bigger. Uh, you're going to be able to wield Thor's hammer in the game for a limited time. And I, again, I'm not a comic book guy. I, maybe I was. I own the graphic novels of, of The Walking Dead. and hmm. I own the one that The Crow was based on. You know The Crow, the movie with Brandon Lee? Died during the shooting of it. It was, it was amazing. I, I found that to be one of my favorite fantasy films. Uh, but it was written by a, a guy whose wife and kid died in a car crash, and that was his way of grieving, of getting through it. Man, grief takes on funny faces, huh? So the in-game event in Fortnite arrives today. When you spawn, you will either be assigned a hero team or team Thanos. <laughs> kind of cool, huh? You get laser rifles, anti-build grenades, and jetpacks. Um, and while you're doing this, you're going to go, maybe I'll want to see that movie. It's genius. And for Fortnite, what's genius about it is this version of the game is only going to be available for like a week, maybe, or something like that. It's a limited time mode. So they keep getting people coming back again and again and again because they keep creating content at super breakneck paces that people are enjoying. Now let's talk Chipotle for a second. I've hit Disney's Avengers long enough. I'm not a burrito kind of guy. You would think my kids were made of burritos the way they eat burritos so much. I've never actually cared enough about Chipotle to want to buy the stock, but I love the stock. When I go into Chipotle, the best thing about Chipotle is I get more rice than the person behind me, and I don't know why. I get more rice than the person in front of me, and I don't know why. And I think that's awesome. Exactly. Where is Clara Peller and Wendy's and the Beef? It's part of, you could invest in Wendy's, you could invest in McDonald's, not Burger King, but uh, these are investable things. And Chipotle kind of did this thing where they're like, maybe you don't want your food dipped in grease, in a jacuzzi of grease. And we're going to be farm fresh and we're going to be good for the world. You know, Chipotle was once owned by McDonald's. They started the concept. They made a huge financial mistake spinning that one off. Uh, they didn't get enough value from it. They didn't get enough value. So the burrito chain raised their guidance. Their comparable sales increased 9.9% year over year. And comparable sales are important in large part because uh, did you go once? Great. Did you go again? Super fantastic. Same thing with like pharmacies. Viagra was the biggest drug ever. Like the first time prescriptions, it, it flew off the shelf. Doctors couldn't do it fast enough. The problem is, not the problem, the great thing about it was, was how many times people got refills. Same thing with Chipotle. How many times do people come back? Digital sales grew over 100%. And I go, eh, that, that's misguiding. That, that's misleading, right? In large part because what were their digital sales? Was it $1 and it grew to 2 this is a company that does $1.3 billion, and earnings were above expectations. Comparable sales up 9.9%. That's unbelievably strong. Now, this is a company that was poisoning people a couple years ago. With They weren't doing it intentionally. They were getting fresh ingredients that some of them might have had salmonella and were contaminated. Uh, food poisoning dogged dog the company in 2017 and 2018. I'm going to tell you, baby, they're back. they got a great app, the Great Rewards Program. They've got a new menu item, a quesadilla. I like a quesadilla. 
And they got a CEO who was at Taco Bell and brought all the greatness of Taco Bell. And I'm saying that because Taco Bell's in business. You may not like them, but they, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty good at what they do. And it's kind of interesting if you think of Taco Bell as the fast food greasy type, and you think of Chipotle as the faster food, but not as greasy. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so anyway, they were falling and they got beat up pretty hard. I didn't tell you to buy it when they fell because I didn't know. But that's out there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I've got a lot of assets and downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The world works in a funny way. News is starting to get out that your back seat is a lot less safe than your front seat in head-on collisions. And you would be like thinking, that doesn't make sense because you're further away from the collision. But car makers don't pay a lot of attention to the back seat as much as they pay attention to the front seat because that's what sells the car and the airbags and stuff like that. But you may be doing yourself a disservice by putting your loved ones in the back seat versus putting them in the front seat. Yeah? Yeah? Can we figure that one out? Facebook's first quarter of revenues were strong. I'm going to throw out some numbers for you. They've set aside, they're going to get hit with a 3 to $5 billion FTC uh, fine on some of their data privacy scandals, and that's not going to go away. But they said we got $3 billion set aside for the record-breaking fine, and the stock's up like $7, 8000000000 billion today. <laughs> you can't punish a kid who's, who's broken the rules unless it's going to hurt. If you don't do your homework and get A's, then... You only get two scoops of ice cream versus three. Revenue rose 26%. This is a big, big company to $15.08 billion. I want you to do this. Go right down $15 billion just for the fun of it. In the last 90 days, they pulled out $15 billion in revenue. That's pretty impressive. I'm sorry, but that is impressive. And like, I'm like, I'm not going to get fawn over it. It's a big company and it's growing it. 20 plus percent a year. I think you can buy the stock. Consult a broker advisor for taking action in stocks mentioned. I own shares of Facebook. Uh, NFL draft day. This is not my thing. I'm not a draft watcher. But this is a big one for ABC and ESPN and Disney. And Disney, as if they don't have it all already, with Avengers and. Uh, now they get the draft day tonight, and it's going to be a big boon for the local economy in Nashville, Tennessee. Can you imagine that there's enough football nerds out there that last year they brought in $125 million of economic impact to Dallas? Now, that's not just the, the that's not it for the football and Disney, because for the, in, uh, The NFL Draft is going to air on ABC as well as ESPN. Last year, Fox was in the mix as one of the networks that aired the first two rounds. This year, Fox has none of the draft. ESPN is like the the slightly negative thing that's haunting Disney's stock because people are dropping cable television, and Disney got paid for every person who had cable. This draft is going to be a Disney affair. I wouldn't be surprised if Iron Man didn't announce the very first draft pick. Robin Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts. I think she's an excellent broadcaster, an excellent sports broadcaster as well. And um, tip of the hat, tip of the hat. That's not easy to do. Um, but they're going to get ABC and ESPN's College Game Day crew, Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet. 
ESPN's Trey Wingo is going to host the draft with analyst Mel Kuyper sitting right next to him. But by bringing in Robin Roberts, ABC is basically saying, and ABC, Disney, they all own each other, right? Or Disney owns all these guys, ABC and ESPN. It's basically trying to make the draft more accessible and more mainstream to non-expert fans. So it should be a litmus test for what Disney's going to do in the future with drafts or the NFL with Disney and drafts. Last year's NFL draft had record ratings. Is that not blowing your mind? Because when we talk about Facebook, we talk about, you know, how many average monthly users do you have? The NFL said 45.8 million people tuned in for at least part of the draft. Now, I don't know what that means. Does that mean you watch a little bit of ESPN at the middle of the night while you can't sleep, you got insomnia, and you turn on, and you're like, hey, the Philadelphia Eagles draft with the number four draft pick, Robert Black. Robert Black's a 400-pound lineman. <laughs> Why can't I make myself like a quarterback? Why am I a 400-pound lineman? Uh, but 200,000 people flooded Philadelphia uh, and spent an estimated $56 million at the hotels, restaurants, and stores contributing roughly $94 million when the draft was held in, in Philadelphia. This is big impact. This is why people hate the NFL and love the NFL. And you hear about an owner saying, we think the city should spend the money and build our, our stadium for us. You can see how it kind of works out for the city sometimes, right? With hotels and restaurants and stores and airlines flying fans in and stuff. So economic impact. That's the message of the day. I know you're saying, that's not a very good message, Mr. Black. I know, I know. I'm kind of a loser. Not my best day. Cory Booker says that he wants to open a baby bond proposal where every child born in the U.S. would get a $1,000 savings account. And they can't touch it till they're 18. Love the idea. Don't like the 18-year-old part of it. You know, some countries have forced 401k savings. And in different cities, they're like called different things. Like, if you work in New Zealand, they've got the, called the Kiwi Saver Plan. It's not called a 401k, but they make you save for retirement. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, there's a lot of income disparity in the world, and especially in the United States. And if every kid who was born a U.S. citizen were to get thousand, dollars $2,000 funded into account for them, would that help cut down on the racial disparity of income? It, it could. Would that be a good thing? It could. Uh, but universal basic income is a concept that I'm not really a fan of, probably because I'm scared of it, of let's give everyone money. (laughs) I don't know if that's fair or not. Oh, Are you afraid of running out of money in retirement? I am. One of the big challenges today retirees face is how to make their money last in retirement. That guaranteed income of, you know, Social Security or pensions. Pensions, they don't do them anymore. Some, Some government workers get them for sure, but corporations don't do them too expensive. Um, so there's a new tool out there that lets you study and track uh, how your income is going to look for the future. It's retirement income security evaluation. You got to be careful on these. Uh, it gives you a score that's a lot like a credit score and it tells you how you're kind of doing. The problem is the people who are making this tool are also selling product and that's where you got to be really, really careful. Um, 800-516-1220 gets calls on the air. Comcast is in talks to sell its 30% stake in Hulu to Disney. That's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. In large part, uh, Disney's got control. they got 51% control of Hulu. And you see how valuable Netflix is? I'd be very cautious if I'm Comcast and selling a stake in that one. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Have uh, mercy on me. This wasn't my best day of performance, but... I'm pushing through it. 
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. After Tesla reported their numbers, I really kind of dug into that one last night. They had a loss of $702 million. And one of the things that I have a big problem with is sometimes as investors, we get a little bit too caught up. I own no shares of Tesla. It could be in a fund of some one of the indexes I own, but directly I own no shares of Tesla. I have a big problem with them losing this much money this late in the game. When they first got into the game, five plus years ago, we're like, look at that car. It's beautiful. And we're in the end, though, you got to lose that it's beautiful rapture in your eyes and say, why aren't they making money? Tesla reported a bruising first quarter net loss of $702 million. I, I don't get it. One quarter you're profitable and you're like, we're going to be profitable forevermore. And investors kind of believe you because you're a CEO and we're supposed to buy into that. Yesterday, Elon Musk tweeted out that he's coming up with an air, a silent air blower, leaf, a silent leaf blower, essentially. I, I, I no longer care. I wish he would just go away. When you lose $702 million and three quarters ago you say, we don't need to raise money. So nine months ago, we'll never need to raise money. We're well-funded. And in this call, in this call, it suddenly is turning the tide of... Um, we may, need, we may need to raise money. I wish we wouldn't, but we may need to. Come on, Elon, step aside. Sell the company, do something. They got $2.2 billion in reserve, but they just went through $700 million in losses. Company's revenue was $4.5 billion, up 33% from uh, earlier last year. But I'm, I'm having problems with it. So the old phrase... I can't quit you. I wish I could quit Tesla, but being in media and finance, you can't. It's too big of a story. Musk announced one new program plans for Tesla to offer insurance policies for its owners starting in about a month. It'll be much more compelling, he says, than anything else out there. So now you're an insurance company and a car company. Like, do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, trust me. I, I get it. Fintech. Everyone loves fintech right now. People have man crushes on fintech. And anytime you could like open up another business model tied towards finances and insurance is tied towards finance right it's out there i'm a big i'm a big fan of a guy named scott galloway and i just think he's a good thinker so if you can google scott galloway he writes a blog and i i truly honestly think you'll appreciate me telling you that um, i find him to be entertaining if you go to youtube you can search for scott galloway and uh, he does a pretty nice job. I was reading some of his, uh, I was catching up on some of his blogs recently, and he took a really tough shot at Lyft. He says, uh, Lyft stock, one year after the IPO, it'll be lower. Much, much lower. And Uber's coming out, and I've got a friend, I've got a couple friends who work at Uber, and they're proud that they're losing money. And like, again, this comes back to growth of revenue versus earnings. And the longer you lose money, if you're ramping up the revenues, doing it, there's something to be said for the Amazon model, but you can't have all, everyone do this. Um, 
I'd be very cautious on a lot of the companies going public, the unicorn types. Uh, there's, there's other ways to play the game. So Scott Galloway, if you read the prospectus from Lyft, and I did, you'll see things in there that there's just problems. The gig economy is silly. It's Latin for an erosion in minimum wage protection or the notion that firms should provide benefits to workers. I don't know. It's like we see these unemployment numbers that come out or employment numbers, uh, layoffs. We watch all of this stuff. And it looks really great, but if you're not getting benefits, whew, labor laws, oh, compliance labor laws too. It's all out there. Anyway, um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. The Dow's down pretty big today, but it's mostly one company, 3M, tumble, uh, stumbles in their quarter, and thus their stock tumbles. Lower than expected earnings, and they cut their 2019 guidance. 3M, they make things like scotch tape. You only have, and Warren Buffett said something like, pretend you only have a punch card where you can punch it 20 times, and those are the stocks you can buy in your lifetime. Do you know how much I care about 3M at this point in time? Like, not at all. Do you know how cocky and arrogant that makes me sound? Huge. Um, But 3M's having a rough, rough day. It's on pace for its worst day. Since October 19, 1987, which was Black Monday. It's like when days become so bad that they get their own name. There's never like a Black Tuesday. There's always a Black Friday and a Black Monday. So now 3M's in a mode where they're going to restructure. They're going to lay off a lot of people. 2,000 people. Now again, that probably doesn't mean much to you. Um, But 3M's down 10%. And it's pulling the Dow Jones average, industrial average down 1% with it. Um, it's going to be a rough day for 3M. I don't know. Uh, but again, it's a nice dividend. That's for sure. The 24-year-old winner of the $768 million Powerball was down to his last $1,000. I hate stories like that. Because it makes you go out and go, well, if he could win, I could win. And that's not how it works. Amazon's expected to show its slowest sales growth in four years when it reports results after the bell. So today we're talking about Facebook, great quarter. Tomorrow we'll be talking about Amazon. Um, and keep in mind, Jeff Bezos is, he's a pretty fun CEO, I'll be honest with you. Uh, in his first letter as a CEO, he said, we're going to lose money for a long time. I like that kind of honesty. Whereas uh, Elon Musk, it doesn't feel that way. Joe Biden is getting into the 2020 race, by, uh, and Trump is insulting his intelligence. <laughs> oh, political comment coming up. It feels like the system's broken. It, it and I don't know if we could ever get back to boring old politicians ever again. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world feel like they're dinosaurs. Like, you got to be mean and nasty, it feels. The long-term reputation, it's kind of interesting to watch. So elsewhere out there today, painting a picture of what's working and what's not working, um, it's earnings season. We're kind of going through the motions. Uh, Microsoft and Facebook are up on strong earnings. You're seeing IT, information technology, do well. Feels like IT is the wrong word for that now. IT feels like it was such a '90s word, but for '90s title, uh, consumer staples are lower. Why? Because 3M's lower, right? So that's right. So 3M stumbling and tumbling today. Is it a buying opportunity? It is. Do you think 3M is going to go out of business? No. But is it appropriate for your portfolio? And do you need it? I don't know. Bristol Myers stock is rising on upbeat earnings guidance. I don't own any Bristol Myers. My squib. What a horrible last name for a company. Squib. S Q U I B B. Like if you were to fall madly in love with someone, 
and they were told you like they show you like a tattoo later in the process you're in love you're 30 days and you think this is the person you're marrying and then they show you that they have this crazy tattoo squib is like makes me feel like not good so when did when did love boat jump the shark it was when that little girl came on the show right i'm thinking that's when it had to be do you know there was a hurricane episode where the boat had to go through a hurricane? I know. I know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the big problems that I have out there is retirement's going to happen for you. Or you could be like my dad. I'm not going to say my dad worked completely till the day he died, but pretty much so. He worked until he couldn't work anymore. Um, but I'll be honest with you. Social Security isn't going to be enough for you. And the fact that Social Security doesn't invest in stock market or doesn't use your cash to grow. It takes more and more people every year because people's uh, to pay social security demands because of longer life expectancies. And we've had declining birth rates in the United States. And the birth rates are the more and more people who cover your social security check. And you get stagnating real wages and social security is tied towards your wages. And if they're not growing, you're not going to get a lot. Everyone who's listening right now at some point in time, if you haven't done it, should go to ssa.gov. And kind of project what they're going to get in retirement and then take out like 30 or 40% for taxes. And you'll see it's not a glorious, glorious amount to live on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. One of the Democrats who was Democratic, how do I say this correctly? One of the Democrats who is a presidential candidate, Democratic presidential candidate, Cory Booker, he wants to help Americans with their personal finance. That's going to be part of his you know, next 12 months of campaign. He's come out with something called baby bonds, and it would provide every child born in the United States with a $1,000 savings account. Each year, the government would automatically deposit up to another $2,000 into that account, depending on your family's income. People would not be able to dig into the funds until they hit at least 18 U.S. Treasury Department is in on this, would manage the accounts, and the annual rate of return would be about 3%. And it would create a lot of wealth. The median wealth for young white Americans is about 46000 compared to $2,900 for black Americans. There's a big disparity there. I, I've said it numerous times, uh, and I, I don't know when the whistle is going to blow on me not being able to say this. I was, I hit a lottery as a baby, being born a U.S. citizen, Caucasian, on a coast with a family that expected every one of their kids to go to college. We all did, all six of us. And why do you say the coast thing? Well, because I think if you live on the coast, um, that's where the jobs are, on the East Coast and the West Coast. And then as you start getting into more of the center of the country, those jobs are like tractor salesperson. And I'm making a very broad statement right there. But... There was no chance I was getting up as a tractor salesperson. The average white family in America has $157,000 saved for retirement. The average black family has 25000 Black Americans benefited from increased access to home ownership and to colleges, but you got to feel that there's some, some problems with it, right? Uh, more black students than white students attend for-profit colleges, many of which fail to adequately prepare students for employment and charge high tuition rates. So you come out of debt... You come out with big debt. So Cory Booker, um, the reason I bring this up is it'll be something we talk about in the future. It'll be something that our, our nation maybe says, we really, we're not going to vote for him, but we really like that idea. What do you feel about the idea of funding uh, money into people just for being born a U.S. citizen? $1,000 for having a baby. Is there any chance people will uh, 
abuse that system? Oh, no way. It's like if you give uh, someone money for having a kid. A lot of people are poor in the United States because they get on that, 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 if I have a kid, the government will give me a little bit of money, and it ain't enough. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investment. more. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton for a little financial planning chattery. Chad? Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, one of the big issues in retirement is knowing your sources of income. We all know Social Security is going to be there, but what other sources of income might we have? Well, it's going to come from, you're going to have a balanced portfolio, hopefully, so you have stocks and bonds in that, in terms of funds and ETFs. Bonds pay interest, stocks pay dividends. If you're going to be buying individual stocks in retirement, I'm a fan of stocks that have a history of increasing their dividend, because when the market's bad, if you have three out of 10 years that are negative and your stock portfolio is down, you can still have income that's up. Right. So that's very important. But you still want going into retirement. You want you know, 20 to 40% of your income, uh-huh. especially if you think you're going to live a long time and you have longevity in your family. Sure. You want you know, 20 to 40% minimum in guaranteed lifetime income and okay. like, like replacing what pensions used to be there for. For your parents, they used to have pensions. Right. We don't. We don't. But you can do your own personal pensions. And even if you have a... So you basically are turning your portfolio that you've created from age 20 to 60 into a pension. Yeah. You kind of start thinking, I have to annuitize this. It has to last till the day I die. Yeah. So, you know, I use a strategy where I have three years worth of expenses, a balanced portfolio, a stock portfolio. But I also use, um, in, off, in many cases, right now, bonds are a very tough thing to invest in because their prices are at an all-time high, yields are at an all-time low. I'm not seeing inflation, so I'm not scared of bonds right now, okay. but eventually we'll have to switch. So if you're trying to say, what's a bond alternative where I can still get 5% or more over my lifetime out of my bond portfolio, there are certain no-load insurance products that can give you that type of, a, of, of an income where you can invest in a balanced portfolio and the insurance company will guarantee you know, 5 to 7% income for the rest of your life. These products used to be awful because they used to be in annuities that had back-end surrender charges, you know, 3.5% fees inside of them. Now there's no-load versions of it. Right. And there's also standalone insurance products now that will insure a portfolio for lifetime income, which is okay on a bond alternative. And, and so you, can, you have an overall strategy, and then you might have some bond alternatives in your portfolio that have guaranteed lifetime, so that with your Social Security and some of those alternative uh, income investments, you have a portion that if you live till 100 and the market doesn't do well, you still have income, and that's important. As a certified financial planner, how often do people come into your office without enough retirement thinking they had enough retirement? I would say probably 50% of the time. And the reason why is because they're not thinking about health insurance costs. They're not thinking about long-term care. They're not realizing that, you know, inflation. Yeah. I mean, every about 18 years, you're, you're you know, dollars cut in half with inflation. And is that the, you know how there's the seven, the rule of 72 Yeah, money doubles every seven years, something right. like that. So you divide 72 by the expected rate of return Yeah, and that's how long it takes to double. It's the same thing. If inflation is so running up at 3%, then yeah. it's going to take 18 to 20 years for the, for the opposite of that to happen for the dollar to cut in half. So you, you have to increase, um, you know, you you have to have a very detailed income statement that shows your long-term projection with average expenses growing at least 3%, but your healthcare costs growing at 5 to 6% a year. Anything that we need to know on a final thought? Well, again, when you're, when you're looking at some of the products that are out there, be aware of who's showing you the products. If they're insurance people that get paid a commission, or if they're working at a big firm or a bank that get paid a commission, 
the product might sound good, but you can get no-load versions of that product with much, much lower fees. So make sure you're working with a fiduciary that has your best interest in mind rather than somebody that's working on a commission and has to get paid by selling you something. I've been talking with CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.